Hello and welcome into the Nittany Gritty, a podcast brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. I am your host, John Sauber, uh, joined by, uh, in a new location, with a nice mm-hmm. little new backdrop, nice little new photo, uh, Tim Frazier. Tim, how you doing? And for the good listeners, where you at? What's up, John, man? Doing well. Uh, transfer teams, man. I'm, I'm, I'm now in France, so I'm trying to get hit all the countries I can, I guess, in, in this overseas life. But, no, it's been a blessing. Uh, France is, you know, it's my first time here, but it's pretty nice. You know, it's pretty legit, clean. You know, not to say Greece wasn't, but, you know, as of right now, I'm choosing France over Greece. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, they've all got their ups and downs sometimes. Yeah. We talked about this pre-pod, uh, the, uh, the video quality on our end while recording this immaculate. <laughs> this is a joke before, like, I don't think I've seen Tim this up close. Like it's just very, very strange and very, very fun. Instead of looking at the the pixels sometimes, but right, right, right. It has been uh, it's been a week, right? Like you are making those moves, and uh, Penn State making some other moves. Uh, and no better time to get into the X's and O's of what happened than now. Beyond the Big Ten is a it network was, of podcast that aims man, to be this your has been, go-to resource for all It's been a weird, like, two weeks for them in general, right? Like, you go in, you beat Illinois players and at home. Athletic alumni. You, be, you take and care of business against a Minnesota team that's information and entertainment. You beat Ohio State, team. like, in a Hosted win that was close, but, like, you probably felt pretty good about the way. Our podcasts are focused on giving our fans and those alums inside scoop about the teams and make the Big Ten Like, I'm talking about, like, what this means going forward to other beat writers watching the game. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball. And then it just, you may I know, I know some people now. are doing the like typical Penn State basketball. I'll push back on that uh, a little bit later. We can talk about it. But man, the collapse of all collapses up 19 in the second half, end up losing the game. Uh, I think, I think first off, we getting into the emotional side of this is, is important too, because I think a lot of times like fans look at players like yourself and be like, wow, dude, you sucked. Like, why, why'd you do that? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like they try and boil it down to the, the, the uh the lowest common denominator and simplify it when it's never that simple like i always say like when guys miss shots like they're not trying to miss like you know what i mean like you're not trying to miss those shots like you're just as upset about it and micah shrewsbury always says like those guys are as upset as anyone because they put more work in than anyone for this but when you when you suffer throughout because you i mean i'm sure you've been a part of it nba career now overseas back when you're at penn state even in high school like when you have that kind of game because like Seth Lundy is the guy that everyone will point to here. He was one of 16 from the field, over 11 from three. I think he could should have kept shooting, and I think that was the right decision. But when you have that kind of performance, how do you react? Like how how do you process it, and how do you work through it, and and like kind of come back from that? Because listen, it's tough. You lose when you're up 19, and you play potentially the worst game of the season at a crucial time. It's it's not an easy thing to recover from. It, it's it's definitely tough. Uh, it's not easy, and I think as I as I've gotten older and I've grown, you know, I've I've, I've learned to deal with it in different ways. But I, I I feel for I feel for Seth because I know right now just the importance of that game as far as the future goes for the NCAA tournament and just for Penn State basketball and his career. And you know, I I know that's gonna it's weighing heavy on him as as I'm sure like you, like you said that he has spent hour shooting after the game and coming or coming earlier to be able to get to shoot before practice the next day. Um, I think you just learn to put it behind you because you have to understand that it's the game. It's the game of life. You know, everything is there's, there's ups and downs. And we talked about him earlier in the podcast before where he was six for six, six for nine, you know, from three. And we, and we praised him and it's just, 
there are going to be days like this where you shoot 0 for 11. It's just how you bounce back from it, you know, and hopefully that he's going to be able to bounce back from that. And, and, and again, you know, like as much as we harp on it, say that that game could have decided to fate, but it's not necessarily out of their hands. You know, they still have two more games than we had a Big Ten tournament. And then for this team to continue to try to achieve the goals that they want to achieve, he has to step up and 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 bounce back from, you know, obviously one of the, the the worst games and I would I'm sure he would say in his career as far as shooting wise. But I know also something that he you know that I I I applaud him on is that he did keep shooting. Because I know in my career and things that have happened with me where it was times where I had missed the first three or four and things weren't working and I and I was I wouldn't say I was afraid to shoot, but I would didn't want to shoot because I didn't want to continue to miss. And, and you know, as a shooter, you know, and, and you have to be able to put that behind. You can ask any of the, the greatest shooters alive. They tell you, man, they just keep shooting no matter what, because eventually it's going to drop. And for the, you know, good, great shooters and good shooters, you know, all they need is one to go in. And when one goes in, um, you can turn that one and 11. And it can be like, you know, a Damian Lillard performance. And next thing you know, you 10 for 13 from three or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Dame, by the way, 71 uh, is ridiculous. Yeah. Like just an unbelievable game. But that is besides the point here today. Uh, the, <laughs> Uh, Seth was I like I I think he handled it during the game as well as he could have right like yeah. it, Micah Shrewsbury made the point after the game that it's not like they were drawing things up for Seth the ball was finding him when they would you know pick would get doubled in the second half uh, and you know Rutgers would bring two to the ball and he'd have to get rid of it uh, and you know the ball would get swung and Seth is open and Seth is the best shooter in the Big Ten let me say that yeah. one more time Seth Lundy is the best shooter in the Big Ten. There are so of all you know Big Ten uh, players in men's basketball to be averaging at least five threes attempted in a game. Seth Lundy is number one. Andrew Funk is number two, percentage wise. Seth was I, th- I think around forty three percent. Funk's around forty percent. The two the two best shooters in the Big Ten shot one of eighteen. <laughs> I like I hate to attribute it to this, but shit happens, right? Like yeah. it's it, it just gets weird sometimes, and you you have these these off nights, and even like. It's easy to have an off night and then let it affect the rest of your game. I know he committed a foul on the and one that put Rutgers ahead, but I thought he was really good defensively outside of that throughout the game. Uh, I thought he was taking the shots. It didn't feel like he was forcing shots. Uh, Micah said that he thought he was rushing some. I thought that was apparent too, but he wasn't forcing these looks. They were they were open. And like, yeah, yeah man, you know what I want if I'm coaching a team? I want the best shooter in the conference shooting open shots. Point blank, period. Uh, and I think like that's I hate to oversimplify sometimes, but I think you're right. Like I've seen the the reaction on Twitter of the and, you know, and Micah got asked about a post game. Like, did he think about benching Seth? And it's like, I, no, you <laughs> don't bench your second best player in the most important game of the year, no matter, you know, how poorly he's shooting, because I thought otherwise he was still playing well. And like, I don't know, like like you said, shoot or shoot, man, you just got to keep yeah. firing it up. And that dude can shoot over anyone. He can shoot with the best of them. You mentioned the the six for six, the six for nine. Like we've seen him, he will have games. And and I firmly believe he's going to play in the NBA, right? And like you know, even if it's on a two way contract, right? Like he is, he's a big wing that can shoot and that can defend, right? You, yeah. As you know, like that has a ton of value in the league. Yeah. Uh, and and that's the kind of guy that teams want to get. And he's going to have nights where you know in, in the NBA maybe it's oh four. But like you got to keep shooting. That's why you're there. That's why you're on the team. You were there to shoot. You're there to stretch the floor. Um, I, he is. I think there are a lot of fingers to, to, or a lot of places to blame. A lot of fingers to point at people for why this loss happened. And I think uh, Micah is probably right when he 
took the brunt of the blame. Um, but Seth Lundy is not like his poor shooting is part of the reason, but his overall play is not part of the reason, right? That they lost and, this game. And a lot of that too, just, you know, when, when coaches and players get asked these questions or, you know, they ask him, should he have been, been Seth Lundy? And it was, yeah, you ask those questions afterwards, you know, and if, if Seth goes one for 11 and then he hits a big time shot at the end, you know, yeah, I mean, now that, we talk about two for 12 and nobody, to tie it? and nobody even mentions, should you have been Seth Lundy because he was one for 11, you know, you know, the outcome that comes out with a loss and such a severity of what this game means. Now we start to ask the questions of what if, what should we have done? What should we have done? You know, and at the end of the day, what, and I believe as a coach, sometimes you, you have to look at it. Should I have done something different, win or lose? You know, and and just because we lost the game, does that mean that, hey, that I, I benched my second best player or the guy that I have built trust in, the guy that has gained trust from his from his teammates and from and from all the coaches there? No, you don't bench that guy because at the end of the day, he is a shooter. You just said he's one of the top shooters in, in, in the Big Ten and you don't bench that guy because he's had an off night. And at the end of the day, you look down at the end of your bench, and you know, I mean. That's the second best player you have. You're not going to bench Pickett when he goes one for, you know, one for 11 or 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 as as he, as he did, he only had 11 points. No, you know, guys have off nights, but you roll with your guns, especially your big guns. And those are your big guns. And those are the guys that have gotten you this far, this uh, this far in the season with the record that you have and putting you in a position to make the NCAA tournament. So you roll with those guys no matter what. And, um, you know, it's really unfortunate to everybody, but I, I understand people have to do their jobs. And that's, you know, as reporters, that's their jobs to ask, hey, right. do you feel like you should have, you know, you know, John, I'm sure you up there. Do you feel like you should have, you know Listen, what I mean? <laughs> to be clear, I was not the one asking if Seth yeah. should have been benched because, like, I thought the answer was obvious. Right. Like, yeah. no, it's clear. Right. Like, to me, it wasn't it wasn't something that I but, you know, I after a game like that, you ask about, like, the emotions of it. Because and, and yeah. like I asked you, like the response, because you want to know how. We've seen Micah has not handled losses well at times this year, right? Like, and I, I thought his response post game press conference, and we actually had his weekly ma- media availability like 15 hours later. And it's just the way the schedule mm-hmm. works out. Like, so we talked to him mm-hmm. twice within like 16 hours. Like, we got there, he's like, Welcome back. Cause he had literally just right. seen us, right? And taking questions from us. And so you ask about that side of it. Uh, and you can ask about like the strategic questions. I just thought that that was like, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but I thought it was like a clear, like, no, you play your best players, right? Right. And you kind of you ride through with them. The one thing that, you know, I think is probably a better question following the season and when you get when they get a chance to look at maybe what went wrong if they don't make that NCAA tournament. Uh, but I don't think we had to dive deep on it post game because Micah took accountability. They didn't do enough offense, do enough offensively to set those guys up to succeed. Uh, they just kept getting the ball to pick it and letting them go, right? And they would, again, you get the screen, they bring two to the ball, and then he's got get, got to get rid of it. Yes, you're getting mm-hmm. four on three, but you're not getting your, you're not putting your best players in their best positions. I thought Cam Winner was awesome in the first half. Um, there's mm-hmm. a reason he was the player that came out to talk to us after the game, right? Like, he, despite mm-hmm. them playing poorly to end it, like, he was really good. Um, I thought once they started realizing that they were, they were, you know, hedging high, bringing two to the ball pretty much every time Pickett had it, I thought you should have gone, they should have gone to Winner. And try to get him some of those looks that he likes, some of those twelve footers, uh, you know that that he had been hitting, especially the last three games. He's been, you know, the, he's been arguably their third best player uh, in that stretch. Right. Um, and like even even, you know, some I think some of the criticism rightfully has to go to Pickett, right? Because we praise him, right? We we've said like he's an All American. I still think he should be an All American, but he's either got to be willing to take some more difficult shots that we know he can make. Or he's got to know when those opportunities present themselves and take advantage because I think it, they're got a point where 
he was expecting two to come to the ball. The double team would come, and he would get rid of it, and he was doing a good job of that. And then one time, I, it, it stands out in my head, he gets into the lane, and he has one of those like 10-footers that he loves that he can just rise up over a guy and, and make it or, or fade away and make it. And he passed it to Miles Dredd, and I don't think Dredd was necessarily expecting it. Dredd loses the ball. It's a turnover. That ends up being one of the many possessions you can point to that, that lost them this game. And it's like, I think maybe he had – I don't know if he'd gotten in his own head. Uh, we haven't talked to him since then. I, I'll be curious to ask him, like, down the road following the season, you know, what was going on there. But, like, it, it, he just, like, he was too deferral, right? Like, he at yeah. that point, like, yes, you're not going to get many opportunities. You got to take them when they come. And I think he had just gotten kind of used to, like, okay, the pressure's coming, now I'll get rid of the ball, right? Like, you had almost fallen into the they, – they had lulled him into the trap of, like, it's not my half, I'm not going to be shooting much. And it led to zero shot attempts in the second half, which is, like, I said this before we started recording, like, Cam Winter was the player we talked to, but, you know, he was asked uh, by Daniel Gallen, lines 24-7, like, you know, Jalen Pickett shot zero shots in the second half before he, Daniel could even finish the question, like, Cam like was taken aback and like under his breath goes, damn, like he, like guys didn't realize it, right? Like yeah. it was that kind of severe and drastic. And I, and I don't know, like, you know, you're just not going to win that game. If your best player's not taking those shots, I know they could have had other guys made shots, but to me, like Jalen in that situation has to, has to kind of take control, right? You want to see one of the best players in the country really take control. And I think from that standpoint, it's probably a little disappointing. Yeah, it's definitely disappointing, man. And like I said, I praised him off last week, but I'm I'm, yeah. I'm like you, I, I I'm I'm critical of it because you, 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 as a player, you know, what I mean, you can't have made, uh, I I can't fathom the fact that hey, the biggest game of the of his season, the biggest game of his career, and and you know, in in my eyes, and I'm assuming his eyes, to solidify them to make the NCAA tournament, something that Penn State hasn't done in ten years, you know, to be able to do that, and you kind of just. I don't want to say he ran and hide, but he 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 fell into the trap and he just decided, hey, you know what? This is just not me. This tonight's not my night. And and you can't do that. You know, we just talk about you're going to be an All-American. You know what I mean? Like you're an All-American no matter what. You know how hard that is to be an All-American. You put the numbers and you showing everybody you are an All-American. Then it should be that much harder to be able to stop an All-American. And, and to me, you know, I, 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 don't, I know Rucker sent two pe- two guys at him, and I know he made the right plays and the right reads. But for some sometimes, especially in the second half, you you have to be dominant enough to be like, hey, I can't. They're gonna have to send a third guy at me because there. This is the first time a team has in the Big Ten has sent two guys to you, you know. But I do believe he kind of fell into it, and he was just like, you know what, this not this isn't this isn't my night, or you know, and maybe he was fatigued, and you know, I, I you know because he has been doing a lot the last. You know, obviously carrying the team the last three games, but you know, at the biggest game of your career, you know, you you want to have your best game. You know, who you want to have a forty-one performance. You want to have a thirty performance. You want to have something that's leading this team right now. And I think it kind of went over to uh, Seth Lundy a little bit. You know what I mean? Because you know he now he's feeling more pressure. Like, hey, I got to score. These shots that keep coming to me, I got to score. I got to score. And I funk the same way. I got to make this. I got to make this because Pickett is not being the same picket that we so used to seeing and it's okay to have off nights but i was very disappointed and i want to be critical on him because if you are all american which we believe you are you have to be able to when two guys come to you that's not going to stop you because you know you look at all the other you know when Edie gets two guys i, I always go back to Edie because i you know i'm sure he'll be you know an all-american oh know. he's probably reading national player of the year at this point right you know so and we look at him and he gets he gets to double team almost every game you know 
And and you have to find ways to be able to get through that and, and, and to show how great you are as a player. Not saying that you need to shoot all the balls and, you know, shoot over two to three defenders. But at the end of the day, in the second half, especially when the, the game is on the line, when you see that the team, you're up 19 and Rutgers is on their way back and they're fighting back when you need a basket and your team needs a basket, that you have to be able to take that shot and be able to make that shot to keep this to keep this, you know, the belief of the season alive. Because right now, you know, now we're back to what we just said before the three games that you just went crazy and, and put the team on your back. Now we're sitting back in the same position thinking like, is this over with? Is this done? Is the tournament, is the tournament hopes gone out the window because of, you know, one game? You know, give credit to Rutgers because they came with a game plan. They, it was success, successful for them and they were able to beat Penn State again. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be critical of Pickett. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, you know, we could talk about Lundy missing all the shots. Funk missing all those shots and, you know, Dredd not really doing it, you know, doing as much as doing much either. And but at the end of the day, you know, your star didn't show up as well. You know, what I mean, so I think it's just a collective collective as far as everybody had an off night and guys didn't step up when needed to be stepped up for us to win one of the most important games of the season. Yeah. And, and you know, I think it, when you lose a game like this, the fingers get pointed uh, yes. maybe to the guys that miss shots, but it should be pointed at the best player on the team who wasn't at his best and the head coach who wasn't at his best, yeah. right? Like right. you and I have excessively praised both Jalen and Micah this year, and they have deserved it. This does not take away what they've done this season. Of Neither of them were at their best on Sunday, right? Yeah. We talked about it with Jalen. I thought once Micah saw that Jalen was kind of not necessarily out of it, but not, a, you know, being as aggressive, thought the ball should have been in Cam Winner's hands a lot more. Right. I thought there was, I thought to his credit, like I thought Micah handled the Seth situation perfectly. He pulled him out late in the second half, had a conversation with him, like essentially gave him a hug while he's talking to him, and sent him right back in. That was the perfect way to handle it. But schematically, like we've seen that Micah is one of the brightest coaches in college basketball. Like I, yeah. I have no issue saying that. He is a, a brilliant basketball coach. He was not on Sunday. Uh, it happens, right? Like not all my stories are great. Not every game you play is great. It happens to all yeah. of us in, in every pr profession, but Sunday he was not great. Uh, and I thought he kind of failed the offense and kind of didn't set them up to succeed. Uh, and, and again, it's going to happen. It sucks for them that it happens at like the biggest moment of the season. But as you said, and this is a good, good place to switch it up and get to the scouting report. Cause it's not over <laughs> like every, every time, like you want to be like, well, that's the one that'll do it. And maybe like, it feels a little more over cause the way that it happened, listen, man, if they go beat Northwestern in Evanston and take care of business against Maryland at home, they're going to make the NCAA tournament. I know it sounds crazy. And I, everyone wants to do the, Oh, I told you so same old Penn state, which again, I think is uh, from a, a reported perspective. Anyways, I think that's a lazy take. Right. Like I don't like yeah. the because uh, it's it's our job to be objective about each individual situation. And like I had a conversation with a couple of people about this, too, from a for a fan. I think it's OK to feel that way because you if you're talking about your emotions, like right, like you're feeling yeah. the same way you felt in collapse X, Y and Z and like whatever other years. Right. Like as a Philly sports fan, I very much <laughs> understand the feeling of the collapse. Right. Like it was, you know, the the, the Phillies are in the World Series. They lose. Eagles are in the Super Bowl, start to blow out. I'm like, here we go again, because it's a feeling. Right. It's not analysis, right? It's not what's actually happening. Micah Shrewsbury's coach teams aren't the same as Patrick Chambers' coach teams, aren't the same as Ed Dicella's coach teams, right? Like, they're different. Right. These situations right. are different. This isn't, yes, there are institutional failings with issues like NIL that we've talked about in the past. This is not happening because it's Penn State basketball, so to speak, mm -hmm. right? This is happening because of the circumstances at hand. So I get I get annoyed when I see the yeah. same old Penn State from people who should know better, right? Like I think it's 
okay for fans to feel that way. That's not, you know, the the point here. But at the end of the day, people can same old Penn State it all they want. They win two basketball games. They're in, in the NCAA tournament since the last time they were there when you were playing yeah. at Penn State, right? And I think, like, listen, it sucks. This is what I talk about with the bounce back, but you got to go Northwestern now. And I joked with a couple other reporters after the game, like, as soon as they lost, I was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're definitely beating Northwestern. Like, this is how this goes, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're, you know, they bounce back. This is a team that bounces back when their back's against the wall. That's what I wrote about after the game, that their backs were against the wall. And I wrote it with, like, the idea that, yes, these are the situations that they've been that they've been excelling in all season. Backs go up against the wall. They come back fighting. They're a veteran team. They win these games. I don't know. I kind of think they're going to beat Northwestern. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. But this is, I think, their chance to prove that, like, yes, when things go wrong, we we have a response. Like, even when it keeps happening, when you keep having these, like, maybe two or three games where you don't play well or this one game where it blows up, they're going to keep proving that they have the fight and that they are good enough to make the NCAA tournament. And, again, maybe I'm nuts. I still think they're going to end up making it. I'm with you. Uh, you know, I I don't know if they'll, they'll beat Northwestern. I want them to. Uh, I think it really just depends on how – you know, the, the names that we drop, how Coach bounces back, how Pickett bounces back, how Lundy and Funk bounce back, you know. And like you said, Winder's been great the last four games. But, you know, those other four guys, we got to decide how they bounce back. You know, are they down in the dunce right now because they feel like, you know, their hopes of NCAA tournament are out the window? Or do they still believe that, hey, we can still do this? You know, because I don't – I don't. at the end of the day, I, it's, you can see it. I think they're capable of beating any team. Uh, when they when they when they play the best or play the right way and, and guys are on, I think they can be any team from the top to bottom in the Big Ten. And they have to look at it one game at a time. Now you have to go into Northwestern right now, where Northwestern is the same way. You know they're pretty much solidified. I think to make the tournament, uh, they they won a, you know enough big games. But at the end of the day, they want a higher seed and they're playing from you know a lot just for a lot more than just just to make the NCAA tournament because I, I'm sure for Northwestern it's been a long time as well. I don't know how long it's been for them making a tournament, but um, I know I know they're they're, they're they don't routinely and, make it. I'll tell you that right, much. exactly. You know, it's not and, it's not often. Exactly, and, and of course, you know, I, I like I had mentioned last week about the whole Taylor battle and Boo Boo Booey. You know, the whole Penn State connection with you know with you know Taylor because I know so I know there's some you know insight on there about how you know much they really want to win this game until we solidify themselves in making the tournament so it's going to be a dogfight and they have to go into evansville or was it evansville evanston i always evanston, get mixed up evanston evanston yeah. evansville's yeah, in indiana That's yeah a, yeah, yeah. That i wasn't far from for a little bit in yeah so get it going to evanston and and, and 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 try to take care of business where it's going to be a tough crowd because you know northwestern was rolling i think they lost uh their last game um yeah, they so they've lost they've lost their last two now, yeah, which okay. is uh, Micah Shrewsbury used to joke about this last year that seemingly every time Penn State played a team that team was coming off two losses and really motivated yeah, and like this yeah. definitely like falls into that category they they lost a close one on the road to Illinois lost uh, they just got blown out by Maryland at Maryland yeah. which seems to be happening to a lot of teams though. Yeah. So it, you know the opportunity is there and uh, I, I'm really excited to see it because now we're talking about hey this is I think this is the the this make or break. And this is yeah. it right here. I don't know if we, you know, obviously when we get to the tournament time, then we'll say, hey, it's still a shot. Hey, we can, all we got to do is make it to the championship. <laughs> you just got just to gotta win three in the Big Ten tournament now yeah, instead right. of two. We'll see. But I, I believe right now this is this is it. Like, um, they have to win this game. They have to, you know, play their best. You know, you need your best player. We need Pickett to play as he's paid before last, you know, against Rutgers. And he has to do that. 
And he he should know that that he has to be able to carry this team and play the right way, and and, and put this team in position to win. And I'm sure coach is going to be on his game a game, and I think everybody else needs to be on their a game too. Because hey, if if we're not if they don't win this game, you know we, we're talking about another NIT performance. Yeah, and you know they're they're this Northwestern one's enormous. The Maryland one is enormous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the idea that it's over, though, I think, like you said, like it's it's really not. Like it's it's this it, again. This might be like the last stand, last stand. I know we keep yeah. saying it, but this this one actually is probably their last chance. Otherwise, they would have to win the Big Ten tournament, and it's, it's just not going to happen. I don't think. Right? Like I I do think Purdue matches up with them so poorly that like because of Zach Eady, like yeah. that they they would struggle in that game. But they win these two, and they you know they're they're firmly like on the bubble with a good shot of making it to Dayton for the first four. I think. If they win these two and win a game in the Big Ten tournament, I think they're probably in as like an eleven seed, right? With yeah. a really good resume, um, it's a really good basketball team. Like I don't like even if they let's say they lose these last two and it just all goes awry and they end up finishing the season like seventeen and fifteen or eighteen and fifteen or whatever. Like this is a really good team, and I I, I hope that that doesn't get lost to potentially a negative result, you know, based on one like bad collapse. Um, because yeah, like, John, the, but at the same at, at the same time, I, I think is uh, we know this is a good team. We've yeah, already said this is I a think good team. We like, know this I is just, a good team, though, right? Like, I think I just, you and I know this is a good team. I don't know if that's because yeah. because I keep seeing the like same old Penn State, same old Penn State. Yeah. And I don't. I hope this team isn't lost to that idea, right? Yeah, yeah. Because this is I mean, you, like you hit it on the head just a couple minutes ago about how this isn't this this isn't the same team. This isn't even the same yeah. team as last year. This isn't the same team as you know the, the year that we went to the. You know, to tournament when I went to the tournament, or even Lamar Stevens team. Like this, this is a completely yeah. different team, and and we just, you know, I just hate to see it because you know we 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 praise this team so much because we knew the potential that they had, and you know the collapse. You know, like we said, we're gonna look back. And like I told you, we're gonna look back on some of those games, the collapse where we had, you know, where they could have won and they should have won games that they the, the Wisconsin. You know, those games are gonna look back and be like, hey man, we if you win those games, and now we're not talking about seventeen and fifteen. We're 18 and 14, 19 and, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. So, you know, that's I think that's just a disappointment. So but I, I don't want to speak too much negative energy out. You know, what I mean, I believe that they're going to still, you know, what I mean, there's a shot and they can do yep. it. So all they have to do is take care of Northwestern and then we'll, we'll we'll sit here and we'll talk about what's the deal for Maryland at home. Yeah. Well, that's what, like on senior night. I'm assuming listen, that's going to be senior night, right? Correct. Yeah, that'll that'll be senior night. Uh, a noon tip on a Sunday is just I, I I bitch about it all the time. But dude, stop yeah. making me wake up at ten in the morning. Like, just let me sleep in <laughs> on the weekends. Like, uh, but like, no, this is like it's a seventeen and twelve team. That's good. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and they got to win these last two to get to nineteen and twelve. Uh, but I think you mentioned it. Uh, the word on campus. This is senior night, right? This is yeah. a we got it coming up on Sunday. The Maryland game is different for a lot of reasons. If they beat Northwestern, the stakes are high against a mm-hmm. good Maryland team that they're capable of beating, I think. Um, but the emotions are high, right? We talked to Miles Dredd yesterday, and he said he doesn't know what he's going to feel, right? Because you just never know. The emotions are as, as high as they get. The stakes could be as high as they get. And you're just feeling everything. And, and the, pre, or the, the uh, senior night ceremony, senior day ceremony is pregame. Right. So it's like you kind of get that out of the way, but you're still like, you know, there's some juices flowing from that. Like, I, I obviously do not have this experience. One of us does. It is you. Hmm. Uh, What is, what is that feeling knowing it's not knowing it's right? It wasn't over for you. You, you were still playing basketball. But like for some of these guys, it is over, over. And even for the best guys, like this version of what they're doing, this team, 
this is the last time they'll have this experience. What what does that feel like going into it? What does it feel like for you? Oh, uh, and it was, it was it's it's very emotional. It, it is because every, your family's all in town. Everybody, all the seniors' families in town, and you know it's kind of like even though it's not over because you still have games afterwards, right. you still have the tournament, the Big Ten tournament, and hopefully for these guys, NCAA tournament, NIT, whatever it may be. But you you kind of feel like, hey, this is this is my last game. And, and you, the night before, I know I remember sleeping. I was like, you know what? I gotta have the best game ever. I gotta go out with a bang, and you know what I mean. And, and you get emotional. Like you, I've seen it from guys when I was a sophomore when Taylor and all those and, and all those seniors came out. Man, you could just, you know, Taylor was like boohooing, and I'm sitting there just like as a sophomore. I'm like, man, come on, you know, and we got a game to go, you know. <laughs> but it, and then as I become a senior and I realize, and it's just like you, because you see all the emotions and basically just all the the ups and downs you have been throughout your four year five-year career and just to see all it all coming down to the, you know coming to an end you know it's like you know at the end of a roller coaster right when you you know the last drop and then you know that's the end of the roller coaster and you're sitting there and you're just like you want to hug everybody tell her you like i just remember telling everybody thank you thank you so much thank you for this and you know for me it was you know coming off an achilles injury too so i was just sitting there just like thank you man thank you you know everybody man i appreciate everything you know, and, and it was just like you want to tell it. Want you wanted to perform the best you could perform, to um, to show the gratitude to everybody. You know, like I said, I continue to say thank you, but I wanted to show the gratitude. I wanted to play the best. I wanted to have the best game. I wanted to, you know, show how much appreciative that I was to everybody. And you know, in, from the coaches to the staff to the players, and and also you know to my family and then to top it all off to all the fans. Cause you know, like the fans that come out on the Nittany nation, I don't you know, they've, they've, when I was there, they were phenomenal. You know, I was always just the same group of people. Even when we were, we had losing records, when we were winning, when we were going to the tournament, they were so phenomenal. They knew, you knew them, everybody face by face, they were great. And you want to just go out there and perform for them and just show, let them know how grateful you are from the experience that they, you know, the college experience that you had, you know, that you got. And, so I, I know the emotions are run high, especially for, you know, those seniors um, against Maryland. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still have a game to play. And for them, this is going to be even, you know, after they beat Northwestern, this will be one of the, you know, biggest games of their careers. And, you know, why not do it on senior night? You know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's the best time to do it. Why not go out with a bang and, 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 and do it the right way and send your last home game at Penn State, you know, you know, awful fireworks. Yeah, and listen, I, I always say it. Like, I have no rooting interest other than, like, the good story. Yeah. Pretty good story. I would very right. much enjoy writing the, you know, seniors going out, winning two in a row to kind of salvage it all. Uh, and it's, listen, it's on the table. You know, it's it's very much on the table. Uh, and I'm, like it, you said, and like I said, we both think they're going to win this next one. I honestly think they're going to beat Maryland, too. So uh, we'll see if it actually happens. I think that's a good place to leave it this week, though. Yeah. Uh, it's all on the line now, right? This is it. Like we keep saying this is it, but now for real, we promise this one's yeah. actually it. Uh, you can find us uh, as always, wherever you're listening to this, watching it, we're available wherever uh, podcasts are available on YouTube. Of course, at, at beyond big 10 uh, on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram at beyond the big 10. You can find Tim on Twitter at Tim phrase 23 uh, and playing for Strasbourg in France. Now uh, after leaving Greece, uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Sauber, where I will continue covering Penn state men's basketball and football. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.